0: Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook,
1: Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode.
0: On this week's show, we will discuss if the wheels have fallen off in the embarrassing capitulation at the hands of the Swans in the final siren. And we will briefly touch on the game against Ruiz, which will now be played next Monday night. Yes, you heard me right. Next Monday night at Optus Stadium. Um, guys... Um, we all predicted Eagles to beat Sydney, and uh, how wrong were we? You
2: know, we've got a certainly got a shellacking. Got really uh, lacked a lot of pressure. Uh, people saying trying to blame the coach, but you to take the players need to take full responsibility of this game.
1: Yeah, I'm just. Uh... Surprised, but mainly very disappointed that we couldn't bounce back mm-hmm. after a poor showing against dogs and the follow up with an even poorer showing against the swans. Just not to... And I'm, I agree, we'll talk about the coach a bit mm-hmm. later, but yeah, players have to take the onus on themselves, really. Yeah,
0: rarely, like. yeah well, well, we'll talk about the game mm-hmm. a, bit, a bit later on. Shuey is lucky he ended up with a $2,000 fine for striking Callum Mills. I think because he tried to apologise a couple yeah. of times, yeah. uh, it sort of yeah. like let him off. Um, it's good to see Willie Rioli back. Uh, it's been a while since we've been able to talk about Willie because the, the, we had a week off on the podcast and we did last week, did a Zoom, but he's back training and it was interesting to see that um, he played in the scrimmage game mm. against Frio yeah. over in um, Melbourne.
1: Uh, surprisingly, uh, maybe they should try and get a couple more of these unofficial
0: games yeah. in just to get the games into it. What? A little birdie that was watching over the fence said he was pretty good. <laughs> uh, it's like he had, uh, hadn't lost anything. Um, but, like, uh, we can't pick him until the last round of the season, and that could be the only game he plays, um, either in the waffle against Claremont or against Brisbane at the Gabba, because who knows if we're going to make the finals. Got some good questions here that I've been trying to get to ask your boys for a while, and we'll go to about Shuey. He's missed heaps of chunks of footy this year due to injury and, and his age. Is it time to promote another player as a co-captain or uh, another player for 2022?
2: I'd like to see maybe a co-captain, maybe the younger... I mean, not this one, as Oscar. I think it'd be good.
0: You've changed, you've changed yeah, your you now, mate.
2: I have changed a bit because <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely... I mean, I'm a big Liam Duggan fan, but I think Oscar's jumped, jumped ahead of him. So, uh, yeah, I think it could, even if you went... Liam
1: Duggan and Oscar Allen as co-captains? Yeah, I I think it's very similar. I would like to just give him one more year, Shuey. Hopefully he's having his hold-up after surgery, Mm. just to give Oscar Allen that one more year in the system and then promote him um, as captain. But Mm. he's got to get into the leadership group as well. You you can see he's on-field leader already, but actually officially be part of that group for a year, even vice-captain, and then move into that captain role.
0: I only ask that question because people are questioning our Premiership window. Um, is this a new era? Do we need to rebuild? Um, I want to talk about three players that are probably in the same uh, probably ilk as Shuey uh, Penderbury, Selwood and Cochin. And they're all coming to the end of the year, end of their careers, probably next year. You only can pick one in your team from the start. Who would have it been? Oh,
2: I've only got one for me, as always been, this Selwood. Salwood. Salwood? Uh, yeah, like... Yeah, best captain in the game.
1: I say he's overrated, but I never, like, like, never... Dis- oh, did- was it? I disrespect his leadership skills, um, and that's... So I'd go Pendles.
0: I'd go Pendlebury as well. Yeah. To me, uh, the game stops when he uh, gets a ball, and I just love that about a player that it's like everything stops. Uh, and don't get me wrong, Salwood, Jesus Christ, but he was at the right place in the right time, mm. you know, where the sliding doors moments. Yeah. If he'd gone to a bottom team, would he have be been as... He probably, probably still would have been a great player, mm. but you know what I mean? The
2: only I, I love about Selwood, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of Pendlebury. I think he's a magnificent player. But the mm. thing I love about Selwood, and, and it's happened the last two years especially, he's in the twilight of his time. When Geelong have needed a, a lift in a game, when they're behind... He is. It's not Dangerfield, and it's not these other guys. He is the one that lifts them, and his with his leadership, and his and his just his work ethic around the ground.
0: Well, you look at those guys, it's and you include Shuey in it. They're they're probably the oldest in their teams, and they're still one of yeah. the be- better players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I've got a few. All these questions were from a couple of weeks ago, so who's your favourite eagle to watch not the best player
2: who's your favourite eagle to watch it's
1: got to be Liam Ryan and Mm. Nick Natanui the X Factor type Mm. of players always
2: hit that list yeah without a doubt and of course I've got a big affiliation with Oscar Allen so I love watching
0: Oscar yeah mine would have to be Liam Ryan but when Nick Nat I I expect it from Nick Nat all the time Liam Ryan's probably more sporadic Mm. and when he does it and he does that uh, like huge massive mark the whole crowd when you're yeah, yeah. especially when you're at the ground Yeah. Um, did you do you guys homework and name five favourite players from the competition yeah, yeah, that aren't the best yeah, I
1: got mine. did you yeah I'm just wrapping them off the top of my head so is this like in their prime though So, got, no just the favourite players okay. Your fa- they don't have so to be the best I love the two midfields in Petrarca and Oliver I love what they're doing you love Melbourne watching them right yep. now. Um, and watching wise I like Cosby Pickett Franklin you know JK and Franklin to me are the two best forwards in this era Franklin's obviously kicked more goals so he gets an odd and just he's, he's mercurial you know what I mean he's not as accurate as say Josh Kennedy but you know the things he does is amazing and then I like to chuck a Ruckman in there so I won't go knick because I picked him the last one so I'll chuck Bourne in there I don't want it to be a
0: midfielder's answer Ooh. you
2: know all midfielders yeah, all the five guys I really love watching. I love watching Took Miller.
0: Yep, he's Brent my favourite at the moment. He's a
2: gun, yeah, he's been going. I love watching Toby Green. Oh, oh geez, I wish play. we had him. He would, he'd be my number one choice to get. I love like Cosie Pickett. He's great to watch. Yeah. Buddy in full flight is. There's no better player as far as I'm concerned. And I really love watching and I watched him again on the weekends. Jacob Wietering. I love watching him play as a defender. He's underrated and he's probably probably in the top three defenders in the
0: competition at the moment, without a doubt. Well, I'm just going to add one more in there, and <laughs> I friggin' hate him. <laughs> but I like watching Bonham Pally play, mm. especially this yeah. year. He is, yeah. oh, look, to me, he's got to be favourite for the Brownlee.
2: Yeah.
0: It's... And Took Miller, he'll be up there. Mm. Uh, like I said, there's a lot better players in the competition, and, you know, even Dustin Martin, when he's on Song, uh Pretty good to watch, but, you know, I just want to chuck them in. They were what I wanted to ask a few weeks ago, and this keeps coming up. Everyone's wondering about Tasmania. Should they be the 19th side in the comp, or do you relocate a team I to
2: Tasmania? I reckon you relocate myself. That's my
1: point. It won't happen, but we've got too many Vic teams, so, yeah, you need to relocate, but I don't think that's the build they want down there. No. So
0: Yeah, but who would you relocate? Or North Melbourne. I. You've got to. Could you imagine, say, not I'm not saying the Eagles, but they come up you go, oh, well, you guys, uh, we've been getting handouts, say, say St. Kilda, like, and their fans, they'd go ballistic, wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, they would. They would, but that's why <coughs> you pick one with not do. many fans that are need a million dollar handouts every year. So what Fans about? aren't rocking up to games. And see, the great thing with the Tassie deal is you're still going to get six to eight games in Victoria anyway. Yeah and they'll make sure they do so if you're a North supporter money wise you want to go see 6 eight games yeah. but I don't think and I think Tazzy said they just they don't want another team you
0: get they the, want their own team you'd want concessions plus as well you know um, yeah look I don't know you look at Gold Coast and I just can't see Gold Coast ever working
2: no
0: never um Brisbane were there at the home ground at Carrara mm. for the first six seven years and it didn't work. So mm. why put another team there? Um, I know it's a higher growth area, but there's only three hundred thousand people that live mm. in Gold Coast. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's what a million that live in Tasmania. So,
2: but you get another team. It's it's like the AFLW. Where are you going to get the players from? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we where, where, where is the where is the group going to come from to make it a competitive forty players forty five whatever they have on their list. To into that team, right? You're gonna, you might be going to pinch one or two from mm-hmm. the top teams along the way, but where where is it? Where is where is the rest going to come from? They're going to be they're going to be they're going to be worse than Gold Coast.
0: Yeah, and Nor- Northern Territory have put in for a bid now as well, mm. which was only done about three or four weeks ago. So yeah, I don't know. Um, Steve Hocking leads to go to the cattery, mm-hmm. so hopefully they can get rid of the. Stand rule. Well, we're all lulled into that thinking it worked in the first round? Ah, frigging! It not The last
1: three weeks, <laughs> it's the lowest. No, it's the lowest scoring month for footy ever, or something. Mm. The scores are so low, it didn't work. So yeah, I'm very much getting. Mm. I think they need to get rid of it. But the umpires need to adapt to it a bit too. If they got rid of it, where they don't let them encroach the angles in the mark as much. Mm. So if they're impeding the play with the free kick, then they. Pay fifty meters if they have encroached the mark, yeah. you know. So if you're cutting the angle that severely, it's like no, you've no. got to stay in a line, but you're allowed to move. You know yeah,
2: what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I think they should be allowed to move it Direct, laterally, yeah, laterally, right across, yeah, all across. Because yeah. guys are standing, That's it, yeah. me, I it's it's fast, it, fast, it fast. looks shit, it yeah. does. They're just standing. What's the point of running? You're going to get fifty meter penalty.
0: Monday night footy's back. Do you like it or not? I don't like Thursday night. Oh, I
2: don't like Monday. I, I don't mind
1: Thursday. I don't like Monday, but in this once-off it's a good move because it's all politics like they're hoping the COVID restrictions has gone Monday morning but they're not going to get they're
0: not going to get 50,000 there on a Friday school holidays I mean on a Monday it's a school holiday so you'll get 40 to 50,000 I reckon easy people still got to work but you know
1: yeah, some people do, but Yeah, I'd a lot be of people plan their holidays, even if they're not yeah. in the education department, they'll plan yeah. their holidays around when the kids have yeah.
0: holidays. Well, let's hope they do, because um, it will be uh, someone they look at, because if it doesn't work, they probably won't ever do it again for a while. Uh, so that's Seagulls versus North Melbourne at the Optus Stadium. Um, I've got a couple of useless stats, but I'll put them in the final siren. So let's talk about that uh, capitulation. It's
2: the final siren.
0: Have the wheels fallen off at of the Eagles or are they just looking for a heartbeat or some hunger? Because I don't think they turned up at the, Gab- um, the Gabba, GM HBA on Sunday against the Swans, who had the easiest 92-point win of the season, 18-10, 118 to three goals, 8-26. That's our lowest score since round 23, 1992. But for us, we're lucky it's not the lowest score for the season. No. I think Richmond hold that the week before. Two goals. Two goals up for 22 points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look, a scoreless second term and three points in the last term. Just ain't good enough. Don't cut the mustard.
2: No.
0: So I don't know where we're going to start with this, guys. But we've, I've got a picture here. People can't see it, but you have seen it. And I'll describe it for everyone. There's Cripps in the middle of the ball and seven Sydney Swans players around him. And... Nick it looks flat-footed. That was the tone of the game, the whole game. Yeah. Out of position or not in position. And I, I just sat there, I listened to it on the radio, and I'm going, well, this don't sound good. And I was thinking, you know, you know, but you know with radio, they always sort of like gloss it, and they say, oh, the aren't doing too bad. And then you watch it on TV, and you just go, what the hell happened? Mm. So where do you want to start, boys? <laughs> we can oh. go through the KPIs or...
2: We can... You can go through whatever stats you want, but if you watch the game, we had one clear winner the whole game. And that was Brad Shepherd and, and, and no disrespect to our listeners, how he never got a vote on that TNG site other than myself and a couple others has got me wilted because didn't get... he smashed Papley
0: to bits. He didn't get votes on many sites and in the coaches' votes, yeah, he got more.
2: How could you not how could you not I'm sick of people that go at stats and they say, Well this bloke got this and this bloke got that. If you watch the game he was dominant on that. He's only a on dominant player. Uh, Jack Darling did some good stuff, but I'll start with our midfield. Our midfield got absolutely smashed. I don't care who got what stats, but we got badly beaten out of there. Nick got absolutely belted by Hickey. Hickey was running forward. Nick's standing flat-footed in the middle of the ground. Hickey's taking marks on the half-forward flank, and he's, then he decides to run down into into our defence to try and help out Um Yo did some suitable things. She looks slow to me. He looks tired. And I think he's had a I think he's had a massive workload this year, and I've been critical of him in, in the last few days. But to me he looks tired and he looks he to me he looks like he needs a bit of a rest, to be honest. Um, we missed Gaff's drive off that wing now. People see how good Gaff has been for us in in his time there. And and our half board line, or most our forward line you know, how Cripps is still getting a game. I'm sick of hearing about pressure acts because he's the only pressure act he's got he'd know his opponent's number because he's chasing them every day along the bloody ground there. So um, we we're beaten well and truly all over the ground. And um, Brass had a good battle I think he had a great battle actually with um, uh, Buddy and probably probably held his own really, but he'd got a few things. But still they've had a you know overall swans were the, the thing that stuck out to me were their young players there, first and second year players who absolutely dominated our older guys. Very much so. Um,
1: And
0: that's the difference. You need your bottom 10 players to have a good game. Well, at halftime, um, I'll just cut in, sorry. At halftime, 12 players had five possessions or less.
1: Yeah, but that's what I mean. The bottom that 10
0: is, is that's bullshit. See, yeah. I love shit. And check was one of those...
1: I love then? Sheed's game, um, yeah, but no, he flew on no, the But right. he stopped
2: Pampley. There's a big difference yeah, 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 there. Right. Yeah. Big difference.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would rather Shep's game stopping his opponent in defence mm-hmm. than, say, Barras's game, who's legal oh, yeah. goals against mm-hmm. power forwards. And Barass is a fancier player and takes in set marks and we get lulled into that a lot. But after, I actually love Sheed's game, and I'll explain why. Because I want to talk about game plan briefly. I think we overcorrected this game. That wasn't our game plan. We did, You look at our marks. We didn't take many marks the last quarter we went sideways and back a bit when the game was lost i think what's we've done and i look at this through contest possessions were up hugely like we actually we we just slightly lost but our contest contested possessions was right up there and i think they wanted territory and correct from the bulldogs game where we didn't do that and it showed because I'll use Sheed's game as a it had a great game, but his disposal efficiency was so poor because he had 17 contested possessions, and when they were booting it long, we weren't setting up in front of the ball at all. We weren't positioned in front of the ball. So I think we tried to change our game style, but the problem with that, doing it, is all pre-season, you get taught the game style the way you want to play, and we have for years. Go back, go lateral, take the uncontested mark. When they try to change it up... The players looked lost and didn't know where to be. We were not positioned in front of that ball at all. So when Yo and Sheed were going forwards with these kicks to get territory... Swans were set up behind, and we weren't set up at all. We didn't know how to set up in front. We had no
0: no ground position at all for the whole game. but
1: that's what I mean. So his disposal officially is a good indicator, is that when he's gone for territory and going long, we don't know how to set up in front of the ball because that's not our normal game plan. The marks were so far down, which we've shown, but even going into this game, who was one player that we all spoke about and everyone on all sides spoke about being dropped? Rotham, who is integral to that back our... Back line with marking the ball. He's leading the cock Because he's not the best disposal getter, but he's he's a good cog in that machine. For that, we'll go sideways, we'll go back. He, he knows how to play a game style. They dropped him and brought in a Wiverton, who's a great kick, because they're thinking, right, we don't want to go back and chip. Let's try something different. So they bring Wiverton in because of his kicking. I think there were so many signs in this game where we tried to play a different game style, and that team just... Did not know how to do it. Hmm. That team was just... Looked bereft. You said positioning, which I agree with it all. They didn't know. We're so used to setting up behind the ball, we didn't know how to set up in front. You look at Sheed's disposal efficiencies, under 50. He had 17 contested possessions. When he bombed it forward, there was no representation up forward because they're not used to playing that game. But if that was a Richmond, they would all be there, but they would be rushing. They'd be rushing and exactly. think. Exactly. They'd be rushing it because that's their game style. So... so I, I am gobsmacked, and you touched on earlier, that people like get rid of Simpson. There's only one coach in the entire AFL that has won more games, has a better win. Well, he's got 67, than 67%. 67%. Yeah, really. Only one coach there. Yeah. Does our game plan need tinkering? Yes, 100%. I think in this off-season. But I think it needs to be done in the off-season, and I think he's the one to should get the chance to change it. Um, so uh, mid-season, you can't do it.
0: Well, I agree with both of you guys on a lot of things. I, I had Shep in my top three. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't have Sheet in there only because of the fact. And don't get me wrong. I thought Sheet, it, people on uh, social media were calling Sheed to be dropped. If everyone had the work rate that Sheed had, would be a better friggin' team. He tried his guts out. Thirty-seven. He, he, he got thirty 70, he, disposal. He, he went for the ball thirty-seven times. My thing I'd be questioning is Petricelli, Cripps, all the forwards that don't run back. Now, Callum Mills was running off halfback in the second quarter. He ran three times through free the guts. No one even stopped him and set up three goals. People have got to be accountable, and the smalls aren't accountable for me. Um, I looked at the positioning, and it, like I had this picture here, it was like they were corralling us. Every, all of us on the inside, them all on the outside, goals. They kicked uh, three goals in um, six, seven minutes, and all of them were over the back. I hate that. You know, Um, that's because everyone was getting drawn in. I don't know if it was a buddy factor or not. Um, But we bring it up every year, and every game I bring it up, pressure. We are 18th in the league for pressure, Hmm. and we're way off. North Melbourne's 17th, and they're miles ahead of us. We're 15th for tackling differential, so that means we lose a count against them. But you, you talked about um, the contested ball and everything. In all the stats, when you look on paper, there's not much difference, except for your stoppage clearances where they killed us. But um, I'll just quickly... And they got more
1: disposals than us. Marks and uncontested disposals, that's where we lost it quite, and that's our game stop. So that's uh, what I'm saying. We uh, didn't go in without our game stop. Yes,
0: seventy. we were 70 down, 78 down on uncontested possessions. Like you said, we couldn't... We couldn't play our game plan, but he didn't know how to play. And the yeah, ground
2: days you've got to give Swans credit. Oh yeah, they didn't let us play that game yeah. style. No, and they played the style, and it's it is, it is an interesting thing for you. When we were when we really became good through the middle in 2015, 2016, who was our midfield coach? Sam Mitchell. No,
0: 116.
2: 16? 2015. Who was our Don Pike. Pike? Don Pike. Yeah, you listened to you listened to um, Long- John Long- John Long- yep. Long- the other night, horse. His big thing is my biggest uh, win this year is Don Pike. Yep. Don Pike is their assistant coach, coaching through the middle. And they attack through the middle. And I've said this all year. Sydney, one of their upcoming teams, so I really like the way they attack through the middle. We don't, all our kicks were kicking long, high, bomb. Who was there? No.
0: Yeah, we weren't lowering the eyes going in the forward. Our forwards had no chance. So your Kennedys, your Darlings and Oscars, you know, they're there to mark it. And when you're bombing it in, you, you, that's what we try to get other teams do to us. So yeah I was angry as watching the game I quickly just want to, before you have another talk boys, we talked about Nick now, he got smashed by Hickey um, but Hickey was on the ground for 85% of the time and Nick was on there for 63% of the time it's not enough for Nick you know, you start playing him for longer because it's, it's like you're playing a player short and Nathan Vardy and I've always tried to stick up for him, but he was absolutely friggin' weak. Hmm. The, you might as well just go on there with an extra, one less person. I've,
1: He's I've not been, doing enough. I've been saying it for a while, though, too. It's like we went in too tall, so we dropped Waterman, but then we brought in Vardy, and you get that result. It's like... Hmm.
2: They were hoping, I think they were hoping there to keep Oscar up forward. Yeah. But in saying that, too, in that, wasn't 68% of the time he was on the ground... He, he got belted. Simple as that. Oh,
0: yeah, he got he belted
2: Good game. Yeah, he got absolutely... Hickey, Hickey we obviously know his game style, so he knew exactly what to do, and he did it well. But another thing, I, I, I've, I've been saying this for a long time, and you, as you guys know, and I'm old-fashioned, I know, but Sydney played an old-style one-on-one game on the weekend because if you look at our un-con- How many uncontested marks did we take?
0: Um, how Uncontested? Like uh, let me have a look. Uncontested. Shit, I can't find it. Wasn't form it.
2: Many. I'll um, tell you what, it wouldn't be many. I mean, we take 100 a hundred again normally. We took twelve contested marks. We
1: average yeah. yeah,
2: I didn't have it. Yeah,
1: but we pushed that up by up going contend- back inside. They cyber, played
2: us one on one everywhere. Our our defenders, our defenders, and were they ran to the one on one, and they, and they got and each time it got Buddy turned over. And that's my big thing about football today. There's no one-on-one defence. And the day that comes into the game... And, then, and I mentioned a guy earlier who I love watching play, Jacob Wiedering, and I don't know if you guys watched that game on the weekend, one-on-one against... He won on the game with his one-on-one defence, saving marks. And I'll, and I'll stick by it.
1: Yeah, the, I think our only saving grace now... Because I think we do need to tinker the game. So I don't think you need to throw everything out because what symptoms brought in is efficiency... And we are, not this game, but we are normally good for that. So the foundations are there. Even if you tinker with it, I just want to go through the middle more. I think that's what we got to do. Yeah, we got to go through the middle. And yeah. I think Hickman is line. The, coach, the midfield coach. He told Pike, I like Mitchell. I think we might have to look at a few of the assistants, which is horrible to hear. But the foundations are there. So we can go forward. I think this is there. It's between the years right now. It really yeah. is.
0: Yeah. i uh, I think I've been speaking on social media. A lot of people are saying Simo this, Simo that. Simo, I think, needs different assistants. I agree. He's had the same assistants for five years. We got rid of three last year Chance Bateman, he was a development coach. I um, can't remember the other two off by hand, but now you got Jamie Gray. he's been there for probably a while, um, uh, Hickmont, and Luke Webster. So I don't know, maybe there's a change up there. I know, like you're saying, we don't have to change things up too much, but. A few fresh faces fresh faces might come in why not why not whack, have a crack at Nathan
2: Buckley next year as a midfield
0: coach yeah, oh wouldn't that be good i don't think he would like no, not no, being
2: seen. Jump.
1: but that's what how, i'm saying how good just would something be? something that, the last thing i want to say on on kind of this game is i want to because you've brought it up too simpson things named a lot like get rid of these players mm. you said get rid of this coach mm. i think people are overreacting over 2 weeks it's not been a great year but we have had injuries but let's look at this as a whole in the last six years you would say the four dominant teams really would be the Eagles you would have Richmond you would have Collingwood and you would have Geelong Mm. Right? Collingwood right now bottom of the ladder didn't win a premiership made a grand final so not really good enough then Geelong Geelong haven't fallen off oh well Collingwood's bottom four down the ladder, so they've dropped right off. Then you've got Geelong, who's kind of pushed the ledge a little bit further out, but they picked up Higgins, Isaac Smith, and Jeremy Cameron to do that. So they're, the, they're actually older than us right now. They really are. They no, are They're the oldest. So team the they comp. could drop. But then again, in those six years, they've made one grand final, and that's it. Mm. Then Richmond, who's, let's be honest, I, I always talk about MCG, so we'll put that stuff aside. Now. I think it's a lot easier for them to have success. But they are the benchmark, mm. you know. Three premierships in that time, you know, a lot of top four finishes. Um, then you've got the Eagles, you know. We've made two semis, got knocked out twice, made two grand finals, won a premiership. So after Richmond, out of the power sides of the last six years, we are coming second, and that's from the West. Yeah. So st- And we're above right now. We're above even after these horrible games. It's amazing. But we're still above... Collingwood, And we are still above Richmond, Richmond, who seems to have dropped off further than us. And as I said, Geelong's a little bit of the outlier because they've recruited in, but it's for immediate gain as well. I don't see as many talented kids as Geelong's list as I do with the Eagles list.
0: And like you said, there's a saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So these subtle changes get done. Quickly, before we go on, I'm just going to say about Nick. I forgot to bring this up. This week you said he got smashed and he did. He had seventeen meters gained.
1: Yeah,
0: that's His lowest for the season was two ninety. Mm. So that shows you how bad a game he had, mm. and but it shows you how good Sydney played him. Mm. So and you know if our mids aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, you can be the best tap ruckman in the competition. But if the mids aren't doing anything. There's no. There's no hope. Um, the waffle wrap. Not the waffle wrap. The waffle is back on um, this weekend. So, Eagles play the Swans down at Steel Blue Oval, two ten. So, it's going to be good to see the waffle back. Um, I might try and get down there, uh, see if we can have a talk with a couple of the uh, WA uh, Eagles players that are going to be playing on Monday. Um, So, if you can get down there, guys, get down there and watch that. Uh, That's enough of probably talking about that game. Let's get into the bounce down. Try to get positive. Yeah down alright Monday night at the Optus we're playing North Melbourne um, and you know a couple of weeks ago people would have said Eagles against North Melbourne pencil in for a win but I don't know if you can do that just at the moment because the Dogs didn't do too bad against uh, Bullies they only went down by uh, I think it was 29 points so um they've got better as the season's going um yeah, I don't know. The last five times we've met, Eagles have got the wood over them. And the last time the Ruiz beat us was in Tasmania in round 19 in 2018 by 40 points. So, you know, we got beaten by them by 40 points then and we won the flag. So it's not the end of the world. Mm. But um, where do you see these guys? Where, where do you see this game going, mate? Um,
2: it can only go one way, I reckon. It's got to go up. Can't go any further down yeah.
0: than we are. Well, we talk about um, if people are calling for Simo's head this week, if we lost this... I think you'd want to be ducking for cover, wouldn't you?
1: Well, top four, that's gone. No top four chance. I think we're all pretty mm. on the same Mathematically, Mathematically, you still can. Yeah, as soon as that word mathematically comes in the equation, I think you're pretty much out. Yeah. Our percentage. Now, it's like if we don't win this one, I reckon you can count almost top eight out if you can't win these. Mm. Um... And the problem for me is, right now, the way we're playing Kangaroos, we have no fear coming over here and playing the Eagles. Oh, no, they would have not, a lot of confidence. None at all. Because nice. they have gotten a lot better and they're not getting blown away by any team now. No. So if people think we're going to... They're going to be easy beats. People think this is a percentage booster. You've got another thing coming. That's, yeah. that's they do not wet. let... The top of the ladder team only beat them by 29 points. It's going to be that's very...
0: volume. It's going to be very wet. Yeah. So, um... We all know we play well in the wet, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we do selection-wise? You, you know, Vardy can't... Let's work. He's going to come in and he's going to go out because that's where the game could be won.
2: Well, we know Redden's out.
0: <clears throat> he won't come back So, in. so Redden's out... Um, and Jones is out.
2: Yeah. And I, I don't think Gaffy's going to come up again by the sound of it. He's thumb
0: yeah. pretty bad. I got told today it was due to his pain. The farm's okay. It's just a pain.
2: Yeah.
0: And because they've got to Monday, he might be a sneaky chance of playing. Um, but like you said, to say, let, let's say he's out, right? So our injury list is Gaff is a test with his hand. Ben Johnson's a test. Isaiah Winder played in the scratchy against Frio Connor West he's a test Uh, do you chuck him in Uh, Will Collins is still two weeks away but Hammy and Venables and Cameron are gone for the rest of the year so Redden's out what did he actually do a knee, knee I knee. heard. Alright, so have we heard um, if it's serious heard or? Nothing,
1: heard nothing. I wonder if he went in with a sore uh, knee and it just wasn't holding and, up. Yeah, so and
0: Jones was right. an ankle? Uh,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, hopefully he saw the think, it was one uh, where it was caught um,
1: under him and the player.
2: Yeah. Alright. Rotham, uh, uh, sorry, not Rotham, um, Redden's knee was posterior. It wasn't ant- ACL, a PCL. PCL? Yeah. That's, uh, that's still,
0: so that's, that's eight
2: season, weeks. Season, yeah. Six, weeks. six to eight weeks, yeah. unless
0: you're yeah, Tom Hickey and you do it in one week. i trade him out my super coach team. I was pretty dark, (laughs) or dream
1: team. I was pretty dark on that, actually, (laughs) because he's having a great year. Do you know what I'd love to see? And it's not like who comes in, and it's a very weird one, but let's get this player in form. I would love to say, let's put Darling in the ruck with Nick Nat. Darling. Get him running around. And don't put Oscar Allen in there. He's not going to really dominate ruck tats, but around the ground when they're like, because he does it in the forward line, when it's not a centre bounce, I think he'll do all right. Just a presence, but then you've got that extra midfield type, so he can play. And the only player I really think comes in, even though he's a bit tall, is I like to see Brander come back in. I would, uh, because he's so quick. I think that's mm. that counteracts you know being too tall as long as he can run, and it's just oh you got to back in the plays to some degree. Yeah. I, I, Edwards, I loved his game a couple of weeks ago, Edwards, but I don't know why certain young players are in and out the size so much. He had an average game, a very good game, and he's followed up with two bad games. So, yeah, it's great to play these young kids. But get the revolving door going slightly, and then back another one in for two, three, maybe four games.
2: Was Simo... Massimo is not the one who drops; was, he sticks with his senior players.
0: And, yeah. and he's he's already basically said there won't be wholesale changes. No. Now maybe that's because we've had wholesale changes the last two weeks—eleven changes. But to me, if it was me as a coach, you got to find some hunger for some somewhere. Yeah, and somebody, and I'd be chucking if he's fit. I'd be chucking Connor West straight in. Mm. I was well, saying, we, we got you for a reason in the mid-season draft. Yeah. Where Redden's out. He's a ball magnet. He'll go with the ball and he will lift the players. Yep. I
2: agree.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe Luke Edwards has got to come out for him to come in. Yeah. So we, um, well, like you said, he's had two average sort of games. Not
2: necessarily because you look at, I'm still at the list here now. So you look, right, Redden's out. He'll be out, right? So you've got to bring someone in for him. So let's say we bring Connor West in for him, okay? Um, Jones will be out. So yep. someone's got to come in for him.
1: Liam Ryan. Well, Liam Ryan Liam comes Ryan in for him.
2: He's yep. automatic there. So there's there's two changes there. I, I think Vardy could go out. I think they could go. He out. has to go out. And I think they'll they may go back to the Oscar Allen of uh, him yeah. playing in the ruck as well. And let's face it, when he's there, we play well. When he's our second ruckman, regardless what everyone thinks, he plays well. Either way, whether he's in the ruck or he's in he rests down.
0: For I'm going to say it now. If Vardy's playing, I'm tipping North Melbourne. Mm. I'm
2: sorry. Uh, in, <laughs> I know some people thinking. might not like that, but he, he's he's wasted. I, I see I see um, Jackson Nelson coming back in, and I'd
0: love him, to see him back in. I see in. him
2: coming back in for sadly either for Luke Foley or for um, Witherton, which I, but I doubt it'd be Witherton. I think it might be Luke. <sighs> um and look, I'm not a massive Willard and fan he's had a couple of good games there but he's not doing enough for me I know he's just supposed to be this elite kick but he's he's mucked as many kicks up he's done his... he
0: it. hasn't got a grip of the game plan yet
2: no and the big one for I know for me is I'd love to see someone put a rocket fair up Jamie Cripps's ass and so he he actually gets out of second gear and I'm sick of hearing about these um was it Pressure axe. I am sick of hearing about it. Because you cannot tell me chasing a player out of out of our offense and not catching him. The same with Petricelli, who's so quick that they never catch anyone. They never tackle anyone. Yeah, it's a pressure act, Big deal. Yeah. but They're still kicking in the forward. And I think Jay. And I've said this for a long time, as you boys know. That since he signed his new contract last year, he has not been the same player.
1: Yeah, what? this is where the Rioli thing hurts really doesn't it because oh, yeah. you named a couple small players there
2: Yeah.
1: oh my god we missed and I've, I've said this for two years similar to yeah. some of the contract is we missed Rioli that, that small forward because even then Ryan he plays a little bit like a taller because he's a marking pack marker you know Rioli's the real genuine crummer with the X Factor kick the dribble kick mm. the bananas from the boundary he's got the tricks and we, we miss him. Yeah. If he was on our list, and he's only got himself to blame, and this is where he's hurt the You know, I'm a huge trap. This is where he's really hurt the team. If he was available right now, you could put that rocket up, Crips, yeah. and say, there is yeah. there is a player right here. Mm. If you're not going to give 100%, but you can go back to Wolf. But right now, you're even playing Langdon. Mm. You take out another small forward, who comes in?
0: All right. You just said Langdon.
1: Cameron's injured. Rioli's out. Sorry. Mm. Like, a lot of our small forwards are out. JJ's now out. Mm.
0: That's three of our small forwards. Langdon's very inconsistent. Uh, mate, I-, I can see why we got him so cheaply. And one thing that annoys me, he cannot kick 50 metres... And every game I've seen him so far, he's gone back to have a kick from outside the 50 and never mark, makes a distance. Mm. Know your frigging distances and stop wasting time and hit somebody up on the fucking lead. Mm. You can't kick 50 metres, mate, so don't try and kick 50 metres. He he runs all day. He's another Marston where he runs all day, but he doesn't get enough of the ball and doesn't impact enough. I'd, I'd have him out of the team this week and I'd have Vardy out with Rotham in. Because mm. I, oh, yeah. I, job, I buddy, still can't yeah. understand why Rotham got dropped. Um, but like you said, it comes down to team balance. I'd love to see Nelson back in there because he's a grunt. He goes for it. He breaks the lines. And I just thought the selection table, we got it wrong. And who knows what they're going to do this week. All right, I've got a quick question a, for you, though. Yeah, quickly. Where's
1: this game going to be won?
0: i not well, your question. <laughs> before we right? get to the game where it's going to be won, I just want to talk about... The North players, you've got Zeebel, Cunnington, Simpkin. Simpkin's having a good year. Uh, DeMont, Trent DeMont. He's every Apparently, he's very highly sought after because he's out of contract at the end of the year. Uh, Taron Thomas is playing good footy. Um, Aaron Hall's pretty average. Davies U- 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 Unioniacky, whatever his name is. Uniak. Um, Goldstein and uh, Nick's oh, going to really be an is- interesting battle. And, you know, Goldstein's another one of these veterans who's running around. Uh, Zerha, when he's up and running, he can kill us up forward. Anyone. And Stevenson's playing his best football since coming from Collingwood on a wing. So, <coughs> where where are we going to win it? Well, you know, we're going to win it. If we don't have any heart, we're not going to win it. Hmm. What well, about you, Wayne? Go in with some heart. Well, we've got to
2: win it. it well, you know, we're <coughs> be, yeah. We've got to win in the middle of the ground. If we don't win in the middle of the ground, last two games we've been belted in the middle of the ground and we've been belted in the game. As simple as that.
0: it all over the ground. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: we've got to win. And I'd love to get back, as you said earlier, Dan, I want to get back to our defensive side of the game where we yeah. absolutely defend in all areas of the game, not just in our defence, but everywhere. Everywhere, that's yeah. why you got it.
1: We used to have play. such a stingy defense, we didn't yes. get scored on, we did yeah. not get scored. and not only that, we attacked from defense. That was that's what won us games. It wasn't our midfield in 2018, yeah. And even though we got power forwards, it wasn't our forwards, it was our
0: back line. That's it, where we dominated. But our
2: forward, def- our forwards have
0: always defended well, too. Yeah. We have locked the ball in, we're just not doing it, anymore. yeah. We're no. like you said, th- there's something going on, I don't know, it's all above the shoulders, they're not switched on, or they're, I don't know, but you're getting paid. Hundreds of thousand of dollars as be an elite athlete, and for a team that's got a list like Eagles to churn out two ninety point losses in a year when we didn't even do that when we won the wooden spoon, mm. and another one that was fifty five nearly another ten goal win, it's just it's not acceptable. No. Yeah, and definitely. as Eagles fans, I know a lot of people on social media will sit there go, "Oh, sack." Simo, do this, do that. And I know it's all frustration, but you got to look at it level-headed. We're not that bad. We've got a great list. Mm-hmm. It's just we play bad. So we've got to turn it around. And a week's a long time in football, as they say, and they've got to turn around this week because if they don't turn it around this week, then everything that we've seen this week will be amplified again this week yeah, so for I, the next week.
1: I reckon it, it's our midfield, uh, but I'm going to target one specific players where I think we'll get it. One, And, yes, I'm only doing this so I can put out a stat because I love my stats. Mm-hmm. But I think Kelly is key to winning this game.
0: Play him half-forward.
1: Uh, he's now had two games with his bung knee back. You know, so hopefully he's a bit better now for the run. He is ranked in the AFL this year third in the entire comp for kicks inside 50, resulting in marks. So that's how good his inside 50 kicks are. So if you get it to him from that running out of that midfield... He's only two plays better than him. He'll find a target up forward. And even in the Swans game, we saw that. That kick to Darling was beautiful. There was nothing Sydney could do to stop that kick. Nothing at all. It wasn't bobbed up in the air. It wasn't bombed. It targeted out, and it targeted a moving player. Kicked it out in front of him, speared it in front, made him run onto it. No way a defender can stop that. So I reckon he's the key. If he can get 25 to 30 disposals, if he can get
0: 5 to 6 inside 50 kicks like that, that's where we will win the game. Yeah, we need to get more inside 50s and then get less. Um, winner and margin, boys. Yeah,
2: Jesus. Uh, not confident, are you? Not i going to us for a win, i going to say 15
0: points.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go 24 points. It's not going to be a blowout. People no. don't realise uh, they had an early blowout at the beginning of the year, but they're not getting blown out of games.
0: Well, I'm going to go against the grain here. No, you're not. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to live. Uh, Eagles, um, yeah, it depends on if the rain's in the morning or the night. Um, It's not going to be a blowout. So people thinking that it's going to be a blowout. uh, Look, again, um, I'd say probably the same as you, Dan. I'd go 20 points. Um, You got any tinfoil hats?
1: Oh, I did have one, actually. I'll make this one very brief because I didn't give much thought. Steve Hawking's appointment uh, as Geelong CEO—that mm. doesn't sit right with me. Mean, with such a powerful figure, knowing because things like this have been in the pipeline for a while and a bit behind the scenes happening, Essendon has never played or hasn't played a game since in almost thirty years down at Alphabet Stadium in nineteen
0: ninety-three.
1: This year they have. Mm. So you've got someone that's going to Geelong to be one of the key figures in Geelong. That's a massive key figure, probably second in the in charge of the AFL right now. And then suddenly teams are having to go play Geelong down there. So there's my team. Is he having some say behind the scenes knowing he's going to Geelong? How can a team like Essen not play this since 1993, not play at Alphabet Stadium against the Cats? Because and it's then, money. And then suddenly a powerful figure at the AFL, AFL committee is going to Geelong and suddenly they get a marquee game against a big Victoria yeah. club in Geelong.
0: I don't know, uh, that should have been happening a long time ago and maybe they've seen the light that some of these clubs need to travel down the road to the Cattery uh, because it's the same with Richmond, same as Hawthorne um, maybe COVID's done it, I think next year they should be doing it more
2: Who's your tip to take
1: over? Well, I'd prefer...
0: Brad Scott I Yeah, Brad Scott.
1: it'll be Scott, but do you know whose name's getting thrown up?
2: Vosso Yeah, with Craig Vozza.
1: Massively They're they're
0: all Vozza and Peter Bell today.
2: And the way he handled Uh, the Rioli saga, I thought he handled that really well. Someone else from front of the Victorian clubs as well. Yeah. Uh, exactly.
0: well, they, they're as well, they're doing that because left lane was that. Yeah. They go from footy managers to there. Uh, Hocking was that as well. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm glad he's gone because I'm hoping somebody changes that stand rule because I can't stand it.
1: it. It's not a tinfoil hat moment, but this is more of a rant, so it'd be more of an under-the-pump thing. I'm not a huge fan of Freo myself, but I do. they always talk about the integrity of the competition. You have no integrity at all. Bloody... Freo wanted to play Tassie. That got shut down. The next section was Geelong. That got shut down. They had to play their home game against Cullen at yep. the MCG. Two weeks before that, the exact same thing happened to the Giants. They had to play their home game at the MCG against Hawthorne. So right away, two of their away games in Cullen and Hawks have been... Their away games been on their home yep. ground. Who Do you know who Freer's playing this weekend? Hawthorne in Tasmania. Exactly. Why... Has Hawthorne not been right? You've already had a, one of these home games against GWS. Freo have already lost one. And as I said, I'm not a Freo fan saying this, you know what I mean? I think Freo have been gypped. And I think once again, the Vicks have got yeah, yeah, pillows fluffed. Why is Hawk saying, right, you got that extra home game against GWS? I don't care if they put GWS's name first, saying it's their home game because we put your name first. That was Hawk's home game, right? Freo have lost one to Carlton. You've gained one already. You now have to go play Freo at the stadium. That's what integrity is. And Freo, AFL have no integrity. And Freo already lost the one to Brisbane earlier on in the year as well. Yeah,
0: that one's a swap, yeah, so that one's but, not as bad. But this one's a pure, you've given Vic teams extra home game. And they said you can't come down because of COVID, but they're down there seven days later. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys, Um, hopefully we come back next week with a great win for the Eagles. If not, it's going to be a very sombre, sorry, little podcast next week. Uh, but we'll try to be vibrant. Hopefully Eagles have a big win. Join us on Eagle Nation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, on any podcast platforms. Give us a review. Send us some messages if you want some questions asked, answered. Um, and, yeah, hopefully for a win, boys. Yep, see, see you us next week. Fingers, Fingers crossed. Good up. Up.